The third Republican presidential debate has wrapped up in Miami, Florida. Five candidates taking to the stage. They tried to make a mark with voters and make a dent in former President Donald Trump's big-time lead in the polls. He once again chose not to participate. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley were hoping for some standout moments. Now, the debate had the usual political posturing and a couple of tense moments as well. Let's start with the political and Governor DeSantis' response to Tuesday's off-year elections in which Republicans believe that they underperformed. I'm sick of Republicans losing. In Florida, I showed how it's done. One year ago here, we want a historic victory, including a massive landslide right here in Miami-Dade County. That's how we have to do it. So I promise you this, as the nominee, next November I'll Thank get the job me. done, and as president, I will your, deliver your time for is you. Up. And there was also the confrontational, including this exchange between businessman Vivek Ramaswamy and former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley. In the last debate, she made fun of me for actually joining TikTok while her own daughter was actually using the app for a long time. So you might want to take care of your family first. Leave my daughter out of your voice. Adult daughter. The next generation of Americans are using it. And that's actually the point. You have her supporters propping her up. That's fine. Here's the truth. You're just the easy scum. answer is... All right, let's go live now to the BBC's Helen Humphrey. She is in Miami for us. She's been covering that debate tonight. And... Helena, the third debate now in the books. What do you think voters watching tonight took away from what they saw there on stage? I think one of the main takeaways is that Donald Trump very likely remains the candidate to catch up to here, probably still out in front. We did see some strong performances from both Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis here uh, on his home turf. But whether those performances were strong enough to make up on that 40 percent uh, lead that he has over his closest rival, I think at that stage that seems uncertain, if not uh, doubtful at this particular point. It was a spirited debate, as you were just mentioning. But when those jabs were thrown, it was over an issue, for example, about calls on whether to ban TikTok and not on issues like the economy or stubbornly high inflation, for example, which remains high on voters' mind. Now, we did see a lot of attention devoted to discussion on abortion, but we also started to see some softening stances from candidates as well, which could well be seen as something of a win for, for the Democrats. This was, of course, the, the first debate since the attack by Hamas on Israel. Foreign policy playing a much bigger role tonight than, than in previous debates. What do we hear from the candidates in terms of not only the Middle East, but Ukraine as well? That's right, Carl. And, and this debate was held in conjunction with the Republican Jewish coalition, every candidate voicing their support for Israel defending itself against uh, Hamas. Um, the message from Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis was eliminate Hamas, finish the job. Tim Scott taking it one step further and saying that there should be also strikes on Iran, a more isolationist policy from Vivek Ramaswamy and uh, Nikki Haley responding to that saying, well, if she and Putin could hear you now uh, with regards to Ukraine, they would be salivating. He hit back at her saying, well, you're Dick Cheney in three-inch heels. She retorted to that saying five-inch actually, and I make sure that I can run in them. But she was very clear about continuing aid to Ukraine. That was a conversation, uh, in fact, that um, 
uh, DeSantis dodged more, choosing instead to speak about the southern border. And I think this really was a moment we started to see a foreign policy acumen uh, come to the fore quite clearly uh, her experience as the former U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, and that could well win her some points. Helena, you mentioned, of course, former President Donald Trump still far and away the front runner here if you're looking at the polls. He wasn't at the debate. But role, what role did he play among the candidates on stage who, who are vying to try to catch up to him? I think one of the best illustrations of this was the first question uttered by uh, Nightly News host Lester Holt saying to each candidate, why should you be the nominee and not Donald Trump? He wasn't even there on the debate stage, and yet the first question was focused on him. It was interesting, though, as that conversation and debate went on, uh, the candidates gave very little airtime to speaking about him, not really daring uh, to openly criticize him once again, perhaps indicating that they're still unsure of how to court the MAGA supporters and try and bring them over to their side, cognizant of the fact that they are going to be an important part of this election. And of course, Donald Trump himself, just 30 minutes from where I am right now, holding his own rally, uh, courting there the Latino vote in uh, Hialeah, 95% of that community, uh, Cuban-American there. And that's a demographic that's played out well for him.